Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur vampire hunter, and welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we want to do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the show. I want to engage with you. So find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, on the Instagram, and on the Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. And of course, if you haven't already, sub, uh, you should subscribe to the podcast version of the show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. Also available on ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, folks, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, my friend, Soda. Guess that right, that wonderful carbonated delight of the gods that has bought houses and yachts for desks for decades. Uh, talking about that this week. First, a few subjects. First, holy moly, soda is getting expensive. You know, a uh, regular 20-ounce thing of soda is like, you know, Two bucks and change, two for five. I remember when it was two for three dollars. Uh, a lot of people like to, uh, you know, see the increase in prices and things. Uh, like to blame inflation and Biden, things like that. Again, I'm going to say this every week until people start picking up on this. You know, before you blame these things, number one, prices around the world are going up. It's not just here in the United States. Don't think, uh, uh, Biden affects the price of soda in Germany. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these companies are ha- having record profits. You know, if a company has made 30% more money this year and raised their prices 25%, that's not good business. That, that's not inflation. That's price gouging. That's price gouging. Price gouging. Anyways, uh, two big shows out there. You've got your Coke and you got your Pepsi. I, myself, I like my Coke. Okay? Always have, always will. Big Coke Zero fan. Uh, my father, uh, Mr. Colt Sebastian Taylor Sr., um, likes Pepsi. He likes Pepsi. He's, 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 well, he drinks Coke, but he's more inclined for Pepsi. Anyways, let's talk about the difference between Coke and Pepsi. We all know the Coke's better. Not a sponsor. Uh, recently, Coke came out with Coke Starlight, which you may have seen. They have regular Starlight, and then they have Starlight Zero, like the Coke Zero version. And apparently, that this version of Coke is inspired by uh, space. Space is supposed to taste like space, apparently. So it tastes like space. Uh, what does space taste like? Uh, you know, apparently kind of a little sweet, kind of raspberry-ish, apparently. Apparently it, it tastes, uh, tastes, uh, tastes a smidgen, smidgen like, uh, smidgen like, uh, raspberries, I guess. A little, a little fruity. I myself, um, have not, uh, have not tasted it. Not my, 
not my thing. Uh, according to some people, uh, they've they've uh, you know they've done articles about this right now. Uh, burnt caramel, Skittles, cherry coke, cream soda, watered down strawberry soda. So apparently that is what space tastes like. I don't know how they. Um, I don't know how they determined that. It's not like someone just sticks their head out the window, open their up, open up their tongue. But I guess what trace elements there are uh, in space made them think, "Oh, well, this is this is what this tastes like." So very sweet. Uh, I have it. Have not had it. Will not have it. I'm just playing Coke Zero Person. I don't even like Cherry Coke. So no, thank you. Occasional vanilla Coke, but again, no, thank you. No, thank you. Like like my regular old Coke Zero. Not to be outdone, uh, Pepsi is coming out with a, and I kid you not, my friends, a maple syrup Pepsi. Yes, Pepsi with the flavor of maple syrup. Just in case it wasn't sweet enough, it's maple syrup. They are teaming up with, of course, IHOP to make this happen. Now, I don't like either of these ideas for flavors of soda. Let me just get that out there right now. I don't understand what Pepsi is doing. So like Coke Starlight, you get like a Wawa, you know, the Turkey Hills, the Sheets, your local Piggly Wiggly, whatever convenience stores they have, you know, and my fans across the world, in New Zealand, in India, and Pakistan, and places like that. Uh, I don't know where... It's available in regular stores. Pepsi maple syrup is not available anywhere, apparently. Uh, in order to get it, uh, it's going to be called. It, this is this is a highly limited edition soda, and it'll be only available through a social media giveaway. So basically, uh, from now until I guess March 29th, so you've got a few days left. If you go to IHOP. Take a picture of your pancakes, put it on Instagram and Twitter, and tag IHOP using us using the hashtag show us your stack and Pepsi sweepstakes. Uh, they'll pick two thousand people and send them a can of Pepsi maple syrup. So uh, I mean, I guess I'm talking about. It, so I guess they marketing works with. I don't get. I don't get why. I don't get it. I just don't get it. They're making a big deal about this new flavor, but it's only available if you go to IHOP. You can't get at IHOP where you would have pancakes, where maybe you would have a inkling for a maple syrup Pepsi to pair with your pancakes. You can only get it if you take a picture of your pancakes and you might win something and then it'll get mailed to you. A can sent through the mail, probably shooken up, that you will then, I guess, have one taste of and maybe enjoy, maybe you won't. Um, according to the Pepsi folk, Pepsi Maple Syrup Cola is described as the indulgent flavor profile of maple syrup with a crisp, refreshing caramel notes of a Pepsi. I, I mean, ugh. according to Kirian Donahue, IHOP's chief marketing officer, 
said in the statement, At IHOP, we celebrate our history by bringing folks together, providing a sense of togetherness, belonging, and joy when they dine with us. We are thrilled to partner with Pepsi to have some fun and create a moment for our guests to bring home an additional source of happiness with this limited edition Pepsi Maple Syrup Cola. <sighs> At Pepsi, Todd Kaplan, their chief marketing officer, said, It isn't often we get to bring two iconic brands to satisfy the cravings of pancake and Pepsi lovers alike. Oh boy! When I'm craving pancakes, I'm craving a Pepsi. But not just any Pepsi. Aha! A maple syrup flavored Pepsi. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just think, I think it's kind of stupid. I do think it's kind of stupid. Uh, although Pepsi apparently has uh, done Pepsi Apple Pie, uh, Pepsi Coca-Cola, Pepsi Peeps, it tastes like Peeps, Pepsi Cracker Jack. So, I mean, I think it's... I think, well, I think... I think what I don't like about this is, like, the clear marketing hoops you have to jump through to get your hands on one. Like, I would taste it. I would taste a Pepsi Maple Syrup out of curiosity. I'm not going to IHOP, eating pancakes, taking a picture, posting it, and hoping I get a can sent to me through the mail. So, but if you do, my friends, let me know how it tastes. Uh, assuming you don't go into some sort of uh, diabetic shock. Maybe you can try Pepsi maple syrup. We now go to Venice, Italy, where those staying at hotels, also known as hoteliers, I guess, new word, are be given guns. That's right, they're be given guns to defend themselves. Probably asking yourself, what's going on in Venice? Is the... Is the Doge of Venice back to take over? Are they being invaded by the Albanians? What's going on? Why are those in Venice being given guns? Well, slow down there, there, Andy Oakley. Uh, they're giving water pistols, full of water, to fend off seagulls. Yes, that's right. Kind of a big seagull problem in Venice. And um, basically those who are eating outside, uh, seagulls are swooping in and stealing food and destroying buffets and being very, very aggressive. And uh, the Venice hotel guests have been given water pistols to shoot uh, little squirt seagulls with water to keep them away from tables and their food. Um, this turns out to be the best solution for them. They have tried other things, for those who were wondering about that. Uh, they tried uh, an acoustic solution to put out high-frequency sound to that people can't hear, but seagulls could hear to drive them away. Didn't work. Uh, they tried to hire falconeers, folks who have falcons, and falcons would fly around and kill a few and scare off the rest, but that turned out to be very, very expensive. But a cost-effective way to do it is to give everyone uh, water pistols, apparently, to squirt uh, seagulls to keep them away uh, from there. Uh, the two hotels that are doing this are the Gritty Palace and the Hotel Monaco and Grand Canal are giving uh, guests uh, water pistols to shoot at seagulls. Now, at these two hotels, these pistols aren't just like, you know, super soakers and stuff like that, but they are orange. 
They are orange uh, water pistols. Uh, apparently, seagulls can see orange, I guess, and they don't like that color, or they've associated that color with being shot at with water pistols, so apparently, guests don't have to squirt, squirt, squirt uh, on a regular basis. Uh, basically, just having these orange guns on these white tablecloths is usually enough uh, to scare them away and whatnot. So, the ones that do show up, um, squirt, 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 then they go away. So, it's uh, interesting. Very, very interesting uh, way to deal with seagulls have become a big problem over the last few years. Uh, apparently, there was a video of someone eating an ice cream, and a seagull swooped in and stole the ice cream and ran off, well, ran, flew off with it. Uh, they're becoming very, very more aggressive and annoying, and uh, you, you just can't kill a bunch of seagulls easily. You can't put people out there with shotguns shooting seagulls out of the sky. Uh, falconeers are too expensive, uh, so they're giving hotel guests little squirt guns. So I thought that was interesting. And apparently, orange ones are more effective because they see orange. Go figure. Go figure. We now go to the Azor Islands. Do you know where those are, people? Do you know where the Azor Islands are? I'll wait. Some of you are correct. They are a group of Atlantic islands uh, off the far off the coast of Portugal and uh, are owned by Portugal. They are Portuguese islands. And the island of, um, uh, oh gosh, the island of Sao, Sa Sao, Sao George, Sao George, S-A-O-J-O-R-G-E, or Sajorge, says I don't know. This island in the Azores has had about seven straight days of earthquakes, uh, some pretty, pretty low intensity, but a lot of them clustered. And authorities are afraid there's about to be a major earthquake on this island, so they are evacuating a lot of people from the island. Uh, apparently, about 8,300 people live on the island, uh, and Portuguese officials are increasing flights, so anyone who wants to leave the island and go to another island for safety for the next few weeks, they can, because they feel like this pattern means there's going to be a major earthquake coming up soon, and they feel like if they can... Uh, Get more people off the island, there'll be less damage, well, be damaged, but there'll be less casualties. Now, this island is a volcanic island. These are all volcanic, sort of archipelagic, volcanic group of islands. I can't say that word either. Um, it has erupted in the past. It has erupted uh, in the past in, um, let's see, 1580 and 1808. Uh, apparently, both times it did cause casualties. Uh, but, you know, it's not like they have a whole lot of records from 1580 and 1808, so they don't really know, with any sort of reliability, the amount of damage those volcanic eruptions cause. So, they don't think that this is, right now the volcano is dormant, no things like that, but it's just a regular old earthquake. Uh, these islands have had earthquakes in the past, um, there was one in 1998 that killed 10 people. And the last world volcano erupted in this uh, island chain uh, was in 1957. So, but they're pretty concerned about this. They're pretty concerned about this. So they want to, um, they want to take a lot of the uh, elderly, uh, those who can't get around too well, uh, off the island or off to a different part of the island, away from all these earthquakes, just in case a big one hits. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, to all my 
fans in the Azores, sorry I butchered your island name. I'm sure I'll get it right next time. I hope you have a very safe weekend, and the big one, or biggish one, does not come. Although I hope the big one is not coming to the Azores, what is coming this weekend is some great music. That's right, my friends. Our pal, your pal, my pal, AWSM Radio's pal, DC is here this weekend, just like he is every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, with his shows. You need to listen first. Obviously, you've missed it by now, but next week, Fridays at 9, DC Live in effect. You don't want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from South Florida. Then on Saturdays, it is the D.C. House Party Saturdays. And D.C. brings his freestyling DJ to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you the Miami vibe without actually having to be in that really weird state. From the top clubs to the bars, D.C. will bring the party to you every Saturday at 10 p.m. And then finally, once again on Sunday at 10 p.m., it's another episode of D.C. Live in effect. So, your entire weekend musical deeds in the evenings are taken care of here, my friends. It's DC Live in Effect, Fridays at 9 p.m., DC House Party Saturdays, Saturdays at 10 p.m., and then DC Live in Effect again, Sundays at 10 p.m. Only, my friends, only here at AWSM Radio. Next, my friends, we go to New York City, uh, where Uber, as you know, is there. Uber was a company created uh, quite a bit ago. Uh, it feels like, I mean, it's a new-ish company, but it has been around um, for quite a while. I believe it was founded in March 2009. Holy moly, that's over 10 years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so it was founded... Um, you know, as a way for people to get rides and ride shares, sort of a challenge the whole uh, sort of industry of getting cars and taxis because taxis were expensive and hard to get sometimes. And so Uber allowed people to go out and make a few bucks driving other people around using cell phones to, of course, um, uh, uh, to, to get people and track them and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, actually, remember when Uber launched, actually, they, I found this to be very, very interesting. So I watched the first night they were, op- they were operating very limitedly, limitedly, uh, in, uh, either San Francisco or Seattle, but, uh, basically they had a big party for the launching and people could watch people get to this party place by hailing Ubers and watch cars go all around town and whatnot. Uh, now Uber is in 72 countries, over 10,000 cities. Uh, there's a few rivals. Uh, there's Lyft, of course. That's a rival to it. Uh, there was another rival called Sidecar that was going on for probably a year or two before they got ate up by someone else. Basically, just Uber and Lyft are the two big ride-hailing companies. Uh, obviously, it challenged the uh, sort of world of taxis. Uh, taxis are very, very... Uh, we're very much protesting Uber and saying that they were unfair competitors. Uh, For those who don't know, in a lot of places, a lot of cities, um, taxis can only operate inside a city if they have medallions uh, sort of bolted to the hood of their car. And these medallions, there's only so many medallions that are available in a city, and so it's a limited quantity. And so these medallions... They were worth a lot of money. In some in some cities like New York City, 
a medallion could be worth close to a million dollars, I believe. I mean, this little piece of metal allowed a car, taxi, a taxi cab, to operate in city limits. So people went around buying up these medallions as an investment and then leasing them out to people to, to use. Um, you know, some people bought them cheap, sold them real good, or someone bought them real expensive, thinking they'd go up. Then Uber hit, and then suddenly these medallions just weren't worth as much as they were. They were. They just weren't worth as much because there were a whole lot more, um, you know, supply of cars out there that people were hailing rides and whatnot. So taxi cabs took a big hit from Uber and Lyft. Just to give you a bit of a background there for the first two or three minutes of this story. I only bring that up now because in New York starting this, starting this summer, you can now hail a cab from Uber. Yes, that's right. In a landmark deal, Creative Mobile Technologies, which provides uh, technology systems for more than 13,000 New York City taxi cabs, uh, has made a deal with Uber to gain access to Uber's customer base. So now people uh, can now hail taxis through Uber. Uh, Uber is having trouble to meeting demand. Um, you know, if there are not enough cars out there, then people complain, or not enough cars out there, then prices go up. People complain about Uber being too expensive. So now they're trying to meet demand by letting taxi cab drivers get fares like this. So, um, they have been at heads for years. Uh, powerful taxi cab lobbyists have tried to pass laws to make it harder for, um, uh, for... Uber drivers to operate in other countries, uh, like in France, taxi drivers went on strike against Uber because they think, again, Uber has an unfair um, competitive uh, competitiveness to them because you know, they, they're all independent contractors and whatnot, and they don't have to pay for taxi cab medallions because they're not working as a taxi cab. They're just working as a as an Uber driver. It's It's, it's completely different. But anyways, uh, they did this to beat Uber demand, and for taxi cab drivers who, uh, I mean, a lot of them pay for their own car and are trying to pay off, you know, buying, taking out loans for these taxi medallions, taxi medallions will help make them more money as well. So, we will see this in other cities around the world, maybe, maybe the long-standing, um, uh, battle between taxi cabs and uh, Uber has now come to an end. Um, I think there'll still be taxi cabs out there, but you know, you know, being a taxi cab driver, I think, offers you a little bit more in the way of um, uh, benefits than an Uber driver. But uh, I really don't know that much. But uh, in New York City, I guess we'll see how it works, and maybe we'll be seeing this soon in a major metropolitan area near you. Next up, folks, we'll go to the United Kingdom for some waiting news. Sorry, ladies. A Bachelor is now off the market. Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks guy who has been pretty much uh, off the market in terms of being able to walk around in this world for quite a while now, uh, got married. That's right. Currently in prison for a variety of different things. Currently fighting extradition to the United States for stealing classified documents. But got married today, oh, not today, but got married this week in prison um, to his fiance Stella Morris, who he has two children with. So I guess, um, I guess they've 
had a, uh, I guess they've had a, uh, a tryst or two. Um, so he met the lawyer Morris while he was hiding out in the Equatorian Embassy for quite a while, uh, fighting British extradition and whatnot, and, uh, they apparently started a romantic, uh, romantic relationship, uh, during that time. He's wanted for releasing thousands of documents related to the Afghan and Iraqi wars, which are kind of over now, so, but they still want to get their hands on him. Uh, according to the time, uh, according to, to according to the information here, um, uh, he proposed to her in 2017, uh, which over, I guess, a video call, I guess, and then uh, it was revealed that they were together in April of 2020. So, what is it like to get married in jail? Well, um, uh, it's law of rules. Um, you um, are allowed in the United Kingdom to get married, according to the Marriage Act of 1983. Um, in some cases, you can be released on a day to go to a venue, but you are responsible for the transportation of it. And then sometimes they'll send prison guards with you to make sure you don't run off. Um, but other times, you have to get married within a prison. And you can have a reasonable, quote-unquote, amount of guests. And uh, obviously everyone's searched. But uh, yeah, prison, prison, prison weddings. Prison weddings. Uh, but anyways, uh, Morris got approved. Uh, as approved from a judge to um, marry him. Uh, fun fact, he was, she was his lawyer, so I'm not sure what the uh, ethics are of having romantically involved with uh, your client and then marrying him, but I guess it's A-okay. But, uh, yeah, so they are now married. They apparently, again, they apparently have two children together. Look like, you know, they're toddlers, so it's, I guess they've been doing it for a while now. Um, but, uh, yep, off the market, Julian Assange, now a married man, and still fighting extradition to the United States uh, for quite a while now. I want to say it's been, gosh, a decade? I feel like it's been at least a decade. I want to say at least a decade. I don't care that much about him to actually look it up, but it's been a while. But now, he's married. Next up, some music news. Lollapalooza. It's back, baby. I think they had last year. I don't know. I don't go to musical concerts. But it's back in Chicago. Four-day event, July 28th, July 29th, 30th, and 31st at Grant Park, Chicago. The headliners, my friends, are Metallica, Green Day, Dula, Dula Lipa, J. Cole, Doja Cat, Machine Gun Kelly, Lilla Baby, and Kygo, Kygo, I know who half of those people are because I am getting old. Uh, anyways, there is a whole host of other people. Um, special guest, Jane's Addiction, apparently, also. Don't know when they'll show up, but they'll probably show up, I guess, with Metallica. But a whole host of other people. Just looking over the names here. You've got, you know, you've got the well-known groups, um... King Princess, Royal Blood, Willow, uh, Maud Lator, uh, Emily Melly, LaDona, Jordy, Daisy the Great, Jesse Joe Stark, Tape Houston, Sam Fender, Goth Babe, John Summit, Coco, and Claire Claire. 
<laughs> Sampa the Great. Midwi- Mid- Midwest, but there's an X instead of the E. Uh, Erica Banks. Zoo Kepper. Stellar. Young Franco. Indian- India Sean. Baby Jake. Willie Jones. Meet me at the altar. <laughs> you know, I could just be, I could just be saying random words right now. I don't know if I would know. This could be a joke. Uh, local natives. Polo and Pan. I mean, there's just, I read a quarter of the people on this list here. Wet leg. Ooh, ooh, I don't want that. But anyways, um, whole bunch of folks, if you are in the Chicago area or if you like going to Lollapalooza, it's back, back. Uh, tickets are on sale now, I believe. Um, let's see here. For a four-day ticket to hear all those bands, uh, I, I guess they have, mul- I mean, they have multiple stages and whatnot. Uh, tickets start at $19.99 down. So, I guess that would be your deposit. Oh, okay, here we are. So, for a four-day general admission, it's $350. So, that's just like the basic basic stuff. Uh, 170 performances on eight stages between 11 a.m. and 10 p.m. Food for purchase, including vegan. Uh, Brand merch, festival, sponsors with giveaways, bar concessions. Especially cocktail lounges, free water stations, uh, secure lockers with charging capabilities for rent, children 10 and under allowed in free with access to Kidapalooza. Now that's $350 for a ticket. For general admission plus all that stuff plus shade and seating in two private groves, premium restrooms, full service bar, with preferred pricing on water, soda, wine, and cocktails, food for purchase from your favorite Chicago restaurants, jumbo screened with live streaming from main stages, lawn games, and more. So I guess you don't get those regular stuff. For $1,500, $1,500, the VIP, the VIP, you get all the other stuff plus elevated viewing platforms with exceptional sight lines of the north and south stages. Uh, access to the Lola lounges for relaxed seating, shade, premium restrooms, golf cart shuttle transportation between lounges. Oh, that's nice. Food for purchase, beer, wine, special cocktails, jumbo screams, preferred pricing for locker rentals, uh, dedicated entrance. Ooh. Express spa treatments, lawn games, concierge services, and more. Now, you spent fifteen hundred of VIP for the platinum experience. Forty two hundred dollars. Four thousand two hundred dollars for a four day pass at Lollapalooza. A lot of trust fund kids. Uh you get all those things plus plus access to two luxurious climate controlled platinum lounges featuring all inclusive Signature cocktails, beer, and curated culinary offers, offerings. Prime viewing areas in the front six stages. Elevated viewing decks with premium sight lines. Golf cart shuttle, blah, blah, blah. Decade entrance. Complimentary spa treatments. Complimentary locker with mobile charging. Concierge services. Official Lollapalooza merchandise gift. Access to everywhere else and pre-sale to Lola after shows 
I don't know what that means at all. And then they also have packages. They have packages. Um, basically, you for another fifteen hundred dollars, uh, hotel, uh, accommodations, uh, lanyards, gifts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, if you want to get like you know, really fancy, they you can you can get a cabana. The luxury suite for 30 to 50 guests. Sky Deck location. All-inclusive premium catering beverage services. Air-conditioned restrooms. Very bunch of plus. Ability to customize suite to your own branding. So, like, branded. And a dedicated festival entry with golf cart transportation to the cabanas. And everything else. So, that is that is pretty, pretty amazing, I guess. And then, I guess, the utmost... They don't have pricing on this. It's the Lola Insider at Lollapalooza. Uh, oh my goodness, they just... Private on-demand golf carts, personal concierge, backstage backstage access, one ticket per person to the official Lollapalooza after show of your choice, exclusive commemorative gift, and a pre-festival happy hour on the festival grounds with a tour. So, I mean, that's that's for those... Who live in mansions. Uh, I, a lowly man of the people, Cole Sebastian Taylor, would never be able to afford that. And I tell you what, I'm not big on groups either. So I don't, unless, I don't think I would want to go to this unless I could scam my way into an air-conditioned skybox with food and drinks and not have to go down to a very stinky uh, festival grounds. No thank you. But anyways, there's your choices, folks. Lollapalooza, July 28th through July 31st. So many options, so much money that you could be spending on other things. Speaking of music, you know who will be likely covering Lollapalooza? I bet it will be my friend Rox with her drive time show, The Rock Sessions. She's making sure your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. Who knows? She might even go to Lollapalooza. She's crazy like that. Uh, she will make it rock, rock style, Monday. Through Friday, 5 p.m. to ye old 7 p.m. Right here, my friends, only on AWSM Radio. Moving along with music news, the iHeart Music Awards were uh, this week, and there were some big winners. Dula Lipa earned Song of the Year for Levitating, while Rodrigo won Female Artist of the Year, and Lil Nas X won. Uh, male Artist of the Year, uh, Rodrigo, uh, hopefully I'm saying her name right, Rodrigo also won Best New Pop Artist and TikTok Bop of the Year for the song Good For You. The Best Duo Slash Group of the Year went to Silk Sonic, uh, who also took home a RB Song of the Year for Leave the Door Open, an album of the, RB Album of the Year for An Evening with Silk Sonic, Best collaboration went to Stay, with uh, who was collaborating between Justin Bieber and Clid, Kid Larry Lario Lario, I guess. Uh, the track also won iHeartRadio Chart Ruler Award. I guess I just do not uh, listen to a whole lot of iHeartRadio. I right, hear the Rock Artist of the Year went to the Foo Fighters. I know who they are. Who won also Rock Song of the Year for Waiting on a War. And Rock Album of the Year for Year for Medicine at Midnight. Uh, it's a very good band. I do like them. Uh, Alternative Artist of the Year went to Machine Gun Kelly. 
I guess. I don't I don't understand that guy. Uh, country Artist of the Year went to Luke Combs. Hip-Hop Artist of the Year went to Drake. And Latin Pop slash Reggae. Reggae? 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 I don't know. We'll just say Latin Pop Artist of the Year went to Bad Bunny. So those are the top winners of the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Uh, some of the folks I know, some of the folks I've heard of, and some of the folks I don't know at all. Uh, I don't know who Bad Bunny is. Like Bugs Bunny's cousin? I don't know. I bet Rox knows all about these all about these folks. I'm not really tuned into the music world, as that may, may or may not surprise you. Friends, let me tell you what. If you need a place to go for updates on sports, but you don't have time to get to it throughout the week, well, just mark off your Wednesday evenings because there are two great shows here for all your sports needs. First up at 9 p.m. on Wednesday, it's To The Rack with Mac. Uh, is your go-to thing for go-to thing for all things basketball. Uh, you will be joined by NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops expertise. And then after that, it's What's Going On, and that is our Fox Sports affiliate show here, providing listeners with over 150 years of sports knowledge, hosted by Nate Brown and his crew. Uh, they have been, they have a ton of experience in Western New York, and now they are going national, and we got them here Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So just to review for all your sports needs, it's To the Rack with Mac at 9 p.m. What's going on at 10 p.m. Both here, both here Wednesday nights on AWFM Radio. And finally this week, Pete Davidson was supposed to uh, be launched into space this week on March 23rd on Blue Origin's 20th mission. Uh, but he is not going because it, it well it didn't go uh it didn't go up this week. It was delayed until March twenty ninth, and because of that delay, unfortunately the Saturday Night Live star will not be able to join that particular mission. I guess he had prior engagements that I guess outweighed going briefly into space, I guess. So he will be replaced by architect Gary Lai who uh, spent 18 years designing, developing, and testing, and flying the module. He will be the next person up into space, and Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin space company. Uh, I believe William Shatner has already gone up there, so uh, Pete Davidson, I don't know how he originally got on that list, but he's now off that list, but who knows, he may go up sometime soon. I know who won't be going up there, me. Well, folks, that's about all the time we have here on the Saturday Report with me, Colt, Sebastian, Taylor. Thank you for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me, find me mostly on the Twitter, but I'm also occasionally on Grizzle and Instagram at Colt S. Taylor. Subscribe to the podcast version of this show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And, of course, if you want a personal greeting from me, you can hire me at cameo.com slash Colt S. Taylor as well. Whew. And of course, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all of your Colt Sebastian Taylor needs, whatever they may be. Well, my friends, until next time, next time, I am, of course, your friend, the one, the only Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later. <laughs>